Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host, Gingy, and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. Are we live? Yes, we are live. Hello, hello. It's your girl, Gingy, and welcome back to another episode of Gimme More Gingy. In this week's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Kevin Mendez, aka Drip and Shoe. From a young age, he was drawn to photography, picked up a camera, and has never looked back. He has created a successful photography business and gives insight on how he has achieved his success. We explore many topics, including how he got into photography, how his photography style developed, how he got into subscription-based platforms, some wild experiences, and so much more. It was really fun uncovering and understanding what it's like to be a photographer in this digital age. So if you're ready, let's hop into the interview. Well, hello, Kevin. How are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. I'm really excited for this. Thank you. I'm excited as well. This is my very first podcast. So I'm like, all right, I'm hyped. Got you. To hop right into it, first introduce yourself. If you were to get into an Uber, someone were to ask, like, who are you? What do you do? What would you say? Um, I say I'm a photographer. And then that always leads into, oh, do you do weddings? And I'm like, no, I don't do weddings. Like, what kind of photography do you do? And uh, I usually just say I do uh, model photography or swimwear photography. And then before they can ask me any more questions about that, I also go into like, yeah, I do landscape photography as well. It's kind of more of a hobby, but, you know, I also enjoy surf photography and I go into like other types of photography that I enjoy and it gets them far away from asking questions about the whole model thing. If you just leave that open ended, people will just go for days with ridiculous questions. And it's just something I don't I like to avoid. Well, lucky for you, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dive right into it. Let's dive Model into photography. It. What is that? What exactly does that mean? I'm um, just shooting models, you know, portraits, just whatever. It's kind of a general way of, you know, of, of speaking, I guess, in that uh, that type. But if people want to be more specific, I'll say uh, swimwear photography is like the emphasis within the model photography realm, I, I guess. And how long have you been doing? Um. So. Doing photography since, uh, man, since like my junior and senior year of high school, I did film photography. And then from there, once I got out of high school, I bought a little DSLR, a Nikon D3400 and um, with a kit lens. And I would just shoot different stuff. And then that eventually, you know, I got a GoPro and that really got me into video and photography again because I kind of fell out of it for a little bit. And then I decided to just invest in a nice setup, got a Nikon D750 at 24 to 70, started doing a bunch of landscape photography, surf photography. And then uh, then I eventually started doing the uh, the model portrait work. Oh, so you originally didn't start with model? No, I started with everything before that. So what exactly did you start with when it comes to photography? Uh, landscape photography. And what got you wanting to do photography in the first place? You know, that's a good question. I, I realized that a big inspiration for me was surfing magazines. So growing up, like I had a, I, I've always had this huge love for surfing and it all stemmed from videos and photography. And uh, I used to collect surfing and surfer magazine. And I had stacks of them. I literally would buy them just to look at all the pictures. I could, I was just in awe of the the photographs. And I always was hoping every single one I would get would have like a free poster in it back when magazines had free posters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'd get the surfing posters and I'd have it up on my wall and like collect them. And in my closet, I just had this huge stack of surfing magazines. And yeah, that's honestly really where my love for photography originated. What was it exactly about the pictures that you saw that captured your attention so much? It was everything from like the up close tight action shots that I always thought were so cool just to see like a surfer. It's such a fast moving sport where when you're able to slow it down frame by frame, you see it differently. And I love the blues and the greens and the different colors that were captured. And I, I then I also loved when photographers would capture wide shots of the landscape and you'd see the palm trees, you'd see the the way that the, you know, 
point went out and the waves broke off the point and just those lines in the water and the surfer in the middle of this like the small surfer in the middle of all these waves and an entire scene around it so i like the whole balance of different types of shots i can't say i've ever looked at like a surfer or, like an action shot with like so much detail and like <laughs> questioning about like, the lines and the slow-mo and all that that's pretty interesting actually i feel like a lot of people tell me about that just in like what i see as a photographer in everyday scenes a lot of people are like oh I never thought about it like that I never looked at it like that you know I used to look at the world differently until I started doing photography and then everything became a photo and I saw it within like compositions so do you constantly walk around now and you're like "Ooh, that's a good composition or like that's really good lighting like this would make oh, 100 100 <laughs> I, I literally look at everything in compositions and lighting Okay, so you start off with landscape. When did this switch come from landscape to model photography? I would have so many people make comments about my landscape photography that they really liked it. And then people would always be like, oh, do you do portraits or do you do this or do that? And I'd be like, oh, like, no, but like, you know, I could, like one of those type of things. And people like, oh, well, you're more of a landscape photographer. Like you, you can't do pictures of people. And I always kind of took that as like a challenge. And I didn't like when people were like, oh, you like, you don't know how to take pictures of people. I'm like, I know how to use a camera. Like, I know lighting. What's going to be the, like, what is it? Like, it just, all all these questions that I started asking myself about it. And I was like, then I started wondering, like, can I do it? Like, and then I started looking into photographers and models and finding different portrait pages on Instagram and looking at people's work. And I saw how creative and just wild some of these photos were. And I was like, dang, this stuff is cool. And I really just became uh, infatuated with different people's work and that was when I decided you know what I'm gonna give it a shot I'm gonna start shooting uh shooting portraits and see where it goes so was it always because for your love of the ocean and doing surf photography did you go right into doing like swim model photography or was it more like portrait yeah it was more of your typical like portrait like fashion instagram type photos like maybe editorial wise Kind, kind of okay yeah, more more like editorial feel to it. I just started, I had a couple friends that I asked if I could take photos of them. And Marco, shout out to Marco. He always loved when I take photos of him. And I, I shot a few different girls that I knew. And then once I did that, then I had other girls on Instagram suddenly reaching out saying they liked my work and wanted to shoot with me. And I talked to a photographer on Instagram and he gave me the lowdown on like how to go about reaching out to people to build your portfolio. And that was like the hardest part is not having a lot of work and wanting to build upon that and like reaching out to models who have worked with talented people and asking them to work with you. You know, it's a humbling experience because you get a lot of no's or just not even no's, you just get no answer. And then on occasion, you know, you slowly start to get people and then you slowly start getting better and went from more fashion stuff to then doing a a swimwear photo shoot. And then being on the beach, it's like, that's where I'd like to be. That's where I like doing my landscape photography, my surf photography. So uh, I felt very natural and comfortable being on the beach with a girl in a bikini and composing images in that in that environment. Was that hard to go from a landscape where you have, you don't have to give someone direction, whereas once you add a model, you have to give direction, you have to learn how to speak to them properly. Like, oh, 100%. Was that hard to yeah. it? It wasn't necessarily hard. Like, there were definitely challenges. Because everyone's so different, too. Yeah. Like, I went from being, I'm the only person that mattered when it comes to landscapes. Like, I'm just in my own little world with my own thoughts, and I'm composing this wide grand landscape and there's just so much in the scene to where all of a sudden now I have to figure out how to narrow that field of view down and focus on the individual and then figure out if I wanted that person to be completely the focus or if I wanted them to be the focus while bringing in the landscape into the photos and that was uh, that was a challenge I found myself just messing with so many different focal lengths and wide shots and you know, zoom shots and all kinds of stuff. And then the lighting part was a challenge and like making sure I had the model properly lit. It was hard for my eye to really see it properly at first. And uh, I'd always do the trick of like have the model stand in like one spot and then have them like spin in a circle so I could see literally how the light changes as it hits their face and their body in different ways. And like, that was a challenge too with doing, you know, fashion they would say, you know, she's in a dress and she's or like just wearing a shirt 
a long sleeve shirt and pants, like her body is completely covered where the light doesn't, you don't see the way the light hits the body as well as you do with someone's skin. So not only did I have to worry about the way the lighting was hitting their face, I had to worry about the way the, you know, little shadows were created because of the way their shoulder was or, you know, other, whatever it was, their hands or just so much that went into it that was a little overwhelming at first. So going from like editorial fashion to then swimwear, how was the adjustment to what people thought? Oh, there was always, there's more of a stigma. The more skin there is, the more people kind of judge it. And it's just kind of funny because people would be like, oh, I can't believe girls take these photos and like post them and things like that. And I'm like, why does it matter? Like you see them on the beach. Like why are you see all of this stuff when you go to the beach? Like why is it so taboo a girl posting photos or having photos in a bikini? But then if a man's on the beach and he's in his board shorts, like literally nobody cares because he's not posing. And if he is posing, then there's their their own judgment on that. But it's like, it was a weird thing. And then once I got into doing uh, nude art, that was like a whole different job. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, let's go into that. Okay, nude art. What exactly does that mean? Uh, Nude art is taking a nude subject and, you know, working lighting and compositions on that with that person. And wait, were you doing this in public? Like on the I beaches? Yeah. Well, there's nude beaches. So in San Francisco, I would go to uh, Marshall's Beach, which is a nude beach. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, there's nude beaches. So, uh, but I did it everywhere. We're not supposed to do it. Like I was always trying to. We we're always trying to get away with. If you with were to stuff. get caught, like what happens? Oh, it's do happened. It's happened before. And I've had the cops called on me twice. And oh, do I, tell. <laughs> yeah, the first time was at an apartment complex pool, which I know, like, no like, what way. are you doing at an apartment complex pool? It's like, come on, be smarter than that. Seriously. But that pool was literally, you couldn't see into the pool really well. And it was away from all of the buildings for the most oh, really? part. Yeah, like, okay. I didn't believe the girl when she told me and she sent me pictures and videos of it to be like, it's fine. And I was like, oh, like, you're, you're right. Like, it is you know this looks pretty chill but there happened to be one snitch that walked by and like peeked in which is weird to the fact that there's a girl at a pool and like there's sneeze like kind of peeking in you know and uh this guy came down and uh and i walked over i saw him like staring at us and i asked him i was like, oh, is, like everything okay and he's like no you shouldn't be doing what you're doing and i was like oh i was like i'm sorry and he's like i i turned around and the cops are there and i was like oh shit and i told her i was like hey they put your bikini on the cops are here and i was like oh dang like i should have known better this was so stupid and uh i told the guys oh like bro if you had a problem with this you could have came and talked to me like an adult Seriously. and just asked me nicely to not do this and you know i wouldn't have asked any questions i would have been like for sure you're right like we're not we'll wrap it up and uh the cops came and uh, i explained to them like what we were doing and you know said that she was a fitness model so it was like her body was an emphasis for that reason and right. it made sense to do these nude style images and uh there was one female cop who was like oh i wish i was here for that part and that was when i knew that we were like in the clear <laughs> The, the cops are actually super cool about it and they you know said don't do it again and left us with the warning it's just so weird that someone would like not even come to you just like automatically go to authorities like yeah you're not causing violence you're not disrupting around like that's just that's wild. the crazy thing is like i'm creating art no matter how you view it because it's a nude body we're taking photographs we're creating art like we're doing one of the least harmful things that we could do in this area and people had to call the cops like they couldn't get just come speak to me about it and it was weird it's crazy that people get so offended with something that they're not even a part of yeah like that guy had no like what does that do for him how did i don't know i feel like there was part of him where he was like yeah that's right and you want came to His my ego. area. Yeah, and there's just some ego stuff involved with it. I, I don't know. I thought it was weird. It was weird. Okay, wait. So what happened the second time? Like, did you, like, I want to know, like, what would be the per, not precautions? Well, the, the girl, the model could become a sex offender, you know, because it's public nudity. So, like, there is. Wait, heavy, no way. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, that's, you know, if you're nude in public, like, you're risking that. That's like, uh, you know, it's public indecency, like, a, oh, you know, a dude know taking that. a pee outside could get hit for it if a cop saw him and wanted to you know ruin his life basically yeah so i was like i've always been worried about that because i don't want to be responsible for that like as the photographer i'm pretty sure i don't have to worry about it because i'm not the person who is 
who's nude, but the model would have to deal with that. And that's what the cops told me when they came. Like, hey, like, just so you know, like, she's the one who could get screwed here Mm. if the wrong people came to enforce the law with this issue. And for that reason, I've been way more paranoid about it. And, like, that's the hard part is so many models are comfortable nude and, like, are just so free-spirited where it's kind of like they'll drop their clothes and while they're changing or things like that. And that was one thing that happened. We were doing a shoot. We were out on the beach, and I guess somebody saw the girls changing and decided to uh, call the cops because they saw a boob. They just dropped their top and whatever. So I, I saw the cop from a distance, and I was like, hey, just you know, just continue shooting. Like, we're not doing anything wrong, so just pretend like we don't see him. Let's just deal with him as he comes so he can see what we are doing for himself as he's approaching. And sure enough, he came, and he told us that someone called about nudity. And I told him, I was like, hey, like, we're not shooting anything new. Like maybe the girls drop their top or something like that when changing, but like we're trying to be quick about it. And there's, we're in like a kind of secluded part of the beach where no one was. So that was kind of annoying that someone still called the cops, but he, he was also super cool about it and told us to move along. Just, you know, we can keep doing what we're doing, but please don't show any, you know, people are wild. Yeah. But also you're a risk taker. <laughs> okay. So, with everything now like especially with instagram and you can't obviously post those things like where are you posting those things somewhere like where i have a patreon and OnlyFans, so i can post it there uh some more risque stuff that's not too revealing i'll post on twitter um instagram is just for mostly the the swimwear photography and things like that Going back to what you just said about having a Patreon and an OnlyFans and you're the photographer, because most people, when you bring up Patreon or not necessarily too much with Patreon, but especially OnlyFans, I mean, usually it's models that are doing (laughs) it, but you as a photographer, like, when did you realize that it was smart for you to jump on those platforms? I was successful at at Patreon from the get-go. How did you find out about Patreon? Uh, from models. Okay. I had models. That was how I got into nude art as well, was I had a model that I worked with. We did uh, like this baseball theme shoot in like jerseys and like, you know, high oh, socks that's cute. and all that. Yeah, it was a cool little fun shoot. And I didn't know it, but she did mostly like nude stuff as well and had the Patreon and posted all of her nude content on there. And that's when she was like, yo, if you want to shoot again, like we're doing nude stuff. Like I don't want to waste my time doing this because I can't make money on it. Like it's fun for creative reasons, but like I'm super busy. So I have to be like very picky and choosy about what I create and when I create it and all that type of thing. So she basically told me like sack up make a patreon like sell these images and start shooting nude girls is there a large market for that like is it easy to find people that are willing to do that oh yeah, yeah for sure you go through instagram and it's, it's all over the place it was it was a lot easier then to make money off it than it is now because it's so saturated, saturated yeah. yeah that's that was just a moment where i was like oh i can make money through photography doing this and it's like i had to lose the idea of like worrying what other people thought about me for what i'm doing and it was one of those things where it's like, if I love the art for what I'm creating, then like, I really don't care about what other people say. Like, I'm going to, I would create it regardless of the money, but the fact that I can make money off of it as well, like, perfect. Like, let's, let's do it. And just because of that, it led into, you know, other models reaching out. And then nude art became my thing for, you know, as long as Instagram made it okay to, would let you get away with posting until they started, you know, deleting everything. And, I lost my Instagram account, but <laughs> <laughs> but you have it up, it back up and going. Yeah, yeah, right? no, I got I got Instagram back up. It's still going. I don't post those type of images at all. Right. Uh, I play it safe, you know. Try to abide by the uh, Instagram laws. But yeah, that was you know that was always that was fun. And then once OnlyFans became started to become popular, I wasn't sure about it just because they took a higher percentage of your income. And uh, how much does Patreon take? So Patreon takes 5%, but you're limited to where you can post nude art, but like, you can't have anything that shows a girl like touching her nipples that could get triggered for nipple stimulation or like any videos that link to any videos that show any type of sexual act. It all has to be uh, fairly innocent, which is fine, but you can get flagged for like little stupid things at a couple issues. Was it always like that with their guidelines? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. As long as I, as long as I've been on it. Yeah. And then OnlyFans dropped and like the difference where it was okay that they took 20% was the fact that you could sell through the messages and sell sets of images, not just go by like the tier based system that Patreon had that's, you know, it's good, but also kind of janky sometimes. 
yeah, that was the game changer was the selling and the messages. And so I jumped on that platform fairly early, watched the evolution that it took over the last few years and the huge boom. It's really interesting how with how times have changed and how the internet has become more and more popular, how you have found a different way to become a photographer and make this your full-time income because you don't do anything else. Yeah, you you, you have to. It's like if I wasn't willing to take that leap and that jump and if I let, you know, the fear of being judged by other people get in the way, like I wouldn't be doing photography full time and shooting what I want to shoot. Like I potentially could have gone into weddings and, you know, family portraits and like things like that, but I wouldn't be able to create as freely as I do. So I'm thankful that these avenues and platforms were there for me to jump on and I took advantage of them. And so when it comes to like when someone comes onto your OnlyFans, like what is the type of content that they're looking for? Because if you're shooting a model who already has OnlyFans, wouldn't the person just naturally go to them? Yeah. And that's that is one of the struggles with being a photographer is that people do go, you know, they want to go to the model. They want that conversation with the model Mm. and that that experience of talking to them, especially the whole girlfriend experience, like that type of thing. Um, so it's funny because if you look at a model's OnlyFans page and their messages, you see like these guys just being so all lovey-dovey in a way. Like, oh my gosh, babe, you're so beautiful. Like this that you did and that. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, you know, they talk right. to them in a certain way and then they'll come to my page and be like, bro, what's happening, dude? Like, can I get uh, give sets of this model? Like, I love the work you guys created. Like, keep it up, dude. Like, dope stuff. Appreciate you, man. Like, looking forward to hearing back. That is so And so it's just so funny how different it is. But it's also cool because like those platforms, people want to make judgments about it. But I've had so many people come onto my platform and being like, I'm here. Like, obviously, I love the nude images, but like, I love the work that you do. I love the way you work light. I love the way you work all these, this artistic feel to your shots. You know, I've had photographers who are smaller photographers who came on and they wanted to support my work and then asked me photography questions as well. And they didn't want to ask me on Instagram because they wanted to pay me in some form to ask these questions, which is super cool. And the amount of love and support I've gotten through people on that platform that isn't just like, yo, like this girl's tits are so nice. Like, where's more? Like her ass. Like, do you have any of this? Like, you for sure get that. But there's so many people who are just like super chill and they're kind of like, we're bros. Like, come on here. Let's talk. We're homies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. I I appreciate all those people. So if any of you are listening, I appreciate you. (laughs) Okay. So doing something so taboo, I know we've kind of touched on it, but like, how was that transition of doing something quote unquote taboo, so different than your typical nine to five? Like, how did you work through knowing that you're going to be judged doing this, knowing that, you know, your parents can find out exactly what you're doing, your friends thinking that you do something so different from them and having that judgment. Like, how did you work through that? And when did you just say, like, fuck it, this is what I'm doing. They're either going to love me or we're just not going to be friends anymore. That like that is a fully loaded question because it it took time and it took steps. And it was, you know, it was me afraid to post my first swimwear photo to doing it and getting a good reaction from people and uh, getting complimented on the work that I did. And then me deciding to post my first nude art photo and seeing people's reactions to that. And every time I like took a different leap in the type of content that I was shooting, the more risque it got, I would literally post it and just not look at social media and I'd go to work or school or what I was doing. I'd just stay off the platform and I wouldn't go on until I like, you know, I gave myself time to just kind of forget about it. And then I go on and see how it people reacted and and usually it was always a positive reaction and that was when I realized like also from the get-go like I've always been confident in who I am as a person and what my values and my morals are so I always felt like if you know me like you can't question who I am and what I stand for based on something like this you really have, you have no idea like what it's about and how these things work it, it was that like you know slowly pushing it and then just being comfortable and confident in who I was and just getting to a point of like realizing, you know, you're not going to grow and you're not going to move on if you're worried about what other people think. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to the grave by myself. And the only people who I really should care about their opinions is my my friends and my, my closest friends and family. But even then, I can only worry about their opinions 
to a like a, a small degree. I can't let right. them. And I, luckily, I, I have some cool ass friends. I got to, I had some whack friends, but and you know I have super cool parents, and my parents are very supportive of what I do, and you know they're not gonna judge me based on images that I take because they know it's stupid. I think that's so awesome and so beneficial to your own well-being slash mental health when you are supported by your family yeah, and it's kind of oh, like you are your own individual like you can do whatever you want in this world but you are you know a good person you do have morals you do have values and they know that yeah and so they, they know you're not doing shady shit basically yeah. and like my, my mom would ask me questions you know and and once i got to a point of like kind of talking to her about how everything works it was like she respected it and I would tell her, you know, the deep conversations I'd have with models and the guidance they would give me, I would give them and how beneficial the relationship was and how the people who are in this adult scene are some of the coolest, most open-minded people that I've met and the most supportive people. And they have my best interest in mind. Some don't and you, you know, got to look out for them and kick them out of your life. But for the most part, it's like, I've done a good job of keeping people in my my circle who are looking out for me. Have you ever gotten really bad backlash from like a close friend or family member? Yeah, I've heard I've heard stories like from other friends telling me about what other friends have said. So going to the whole experience of shooting a model, you're doing something that it takes a lot of courage and obviously the model that's being a part of it as well like they're going into it the same way but how do you create like a safe zone for both of you a safe space for both mm-hmm. of you slash the communication good the communication is everything as a communication major sfsu gators let's go you're done (laughs) (laughs) yeah like communication is everything from it starts from the initial message of setting up the photo shoot and you know treading that water and making sure that everything is articulated in a respectful professional and yet fun way so they know that there are they are going to get those these three things those three things are here that you want to be respectful you need to be professional and you need to have fun like no one wants to go to a photo shoot and not have fun. Like I want to enjoy every experience I have in my life, whether it's work or whatever. And it, like you want it to be fun. Like those those photo shoots and those experiences stand out above all of the others. You know, like there could be a shoot where I it's not the I didn't get the best images, but I had the most fun, and that was what made it special. Getting to a photo shoot, it's like being able to talk to the people and get to know them on a personal level rather than just someone who you've seen on social media and now it's like hey let's create together like it was just all about creating there's always going to be that gap and it's going to be hard to to get someone very comfortable with you and get the most out of them so i like to get to a photo shoot get to know them ask them where they're from like how they got into modeling like what you know they enjoy the most about certain aspects of the of the you know field and then you know go over outfits and ask them like ideas that they have like if there's anything specific they want to shoot to let them know that it's a collaborative effort because there's a lot of you know dictator photographers where it's like this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna do it you're gonna pose like this you're gonna listen to everything i say and no one wants to go to a photo shoot and be bossed around for the most part some people don't want it (laughs) (laughs) but uh yes just and it's like just just be cool just be yourself you know don't say weird creepy shit make them feel comfortable there's ways to compliment somebody and let them know that they're doing a good job in a way that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to necessarily comment and be like, your tits look amazing right here. Like, oh, yeah, pop that. Oh, yeah, your ass looks so good. Like, that's, that's so hot. Like, I'm not going to say stuff like that. You know, I'm going to tell them, like, oh, yeah, angle your body this way or move like this. Oh, perfect. Wow, the way the lighting's falling on your body looks fantastic. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, the way you're, like, flowing through these poses. Oh, put the arm above your head again. Like, that looks great. Like, things like that make it general comments that – compliment them and make them feel confident and excited about what they're doing and don't get weird about it have you ever had a model where you just don't click with and it's just so hard to oh too many times too many times really is there like a lot where they put themselves as a certain image on social media and then in person they're just so different all of the above (laughs) it's like I've gone to photo shoots and I was just like, whoa, you look nothing like your images. Oh, you look like, nothing. Yeah. Like... So I'm very cautious now when I look at, you know, photos of who I'm going to work with. Like, 
how much editing they're doing, how much Facetune is getting used. Are they using filters on all of their videos? Like, are they actually ever showing their authentic self? And if they don't, then it's kind of a red flag for me because it's probably going to be too much work skin retouching and them being picky about the way their images are edited. And then I've had people who just were so dry and just so boring and just weren't fun. It was just, you know, kind of a soul-sucking experience where it's just like looking at the clock. You know, what I do is there is no clock. Like, yes, you're all, I might have my watch on or my phone on me, but, you know, it's a beautiful part of it is like I'm not worried about how long something is taking usually. And then there's those experiences where you're like, oh, no. Like, I have probably <laughs> two more hours with this person and 10 minutes in, I already can't stand it yeah that sucks but luckily now it's like you learn from talking to people in you know dms or emails kind of get uh get used to their voice and you kind of know like there's certain little things like wording where you're like all right this person's gonna be chill that's where instagram stories are clutch like when someone shows their personality it's like okay i kind of know what i'm getting from this person as photographers if you have photographer friends and model friends that all know each other, you can kind of get the scoop. And, you know, it's like, all right, if this person enjoys working with that person, like, I trust them. So, like, I'll, I'll work with that person. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. That's something that's so hard for being a model to find photographers that you can kind of examine them over social media. Because mm-hmm. there's so many photographers that they don't show themselves. Yeah, and yeah. it's constantly just the girls that they're shooting with. And so, as a model, you have to go to their references of who they've shot with before and ask yeah. them. Whereas, I feel that for a photographer, it's a lot easier to figure out, like, oh, I want to work with oh. them this person or not so many photographers like you said they don't show their face they don't show their personality (laughs) like they might not even have their own picture in their profile picture like it's of a one of the it's their work you know it's a girl as their profile picture and so you really have no idea what this person is like at all you just see their work and who they work with that's all you have to go off of and that's why i always i like i feel like i have a good personality and you know people like to shoot with me and enjoy their time when they're working with me so it's like from a marketing standpoint, I wanted to sell that aspect. Like I want someone to know that when you're going into this photo shoot, one, you know who I am and what I sound like because I am putting myself out there and you can see my personality. So you know what you're getting into and you kind of have an idea what the experience will be like. And that's where that's so true. some of these new like reels and kind of like daily vlogs, like YouTube videos and things like that, putting out content out there like that, where people can see your personality. Like I guarantee you, there are certain people who probably wouldn't have worked with me if they never saw that. And they saw that and they're like, oh, cool. Like, I can kind of see what type of person this guy is. I, I would love to spend two hours creating with this person. They seem like they'd be fun and I also like their work. Do you have any other photographer friends that they don't show themselves I'll, online? I'll, uh, <laughs> and you tell, do you tell them like, bro, you need to get online? Yeah, I, I try to. It's not. Do you think that they're doing a disservice to themselves? To an extent, yeah, I think everybody, I think if you're not showing who you truly are, you're doing a disservice to yourself because so many models doing modeling and so many photographers doing photography where it's like the difference, I like I listened to uh, Joey Wright, who's one of my favorite photographers, I uh, love his work and he's a cool dude that, you know, goes, does live streams and, you know, works and talks to people and helps them out with different things. He let it be known that like, this a company or a model who wants to hire him, you know, they say like, well, I could get this photographer for cheaper that like, you know, when they want to start coming at you with prices and things like that. And he was like, okay, like say our work is the same. This isn't exactly how he said it, but basically he said like our work could be of equal value, but like you're getting the experience of having me on a shoot and my, not only just my expertise, but my personality and what I'm going to bring to the environment as a person. And like that really clicked with me where I was like, dude, that is so true. There could be the asshole photographer who shows up and just his ego is so far up his ass where he shows up and just it's no fun for anybody. You know, it's kind of like that asshole boss. And then you have someone like him or me and some of the other people I know that show up and they're like positive energy, excited to actually like collaborate and create with people and bring good energy. And that's what that's what's most important. Yeah, I mean, that's how we met, was doing a collab photo shoot, and I was, I didn't know you beforehand, and I think it took a while for me to 
shoot with you, I want to say. I'm not sure exactly the duration of time, but I will have to say that when we did finally shoot, like, you're one of the most fun photographers I've ever worked with. <laughs> you're so welcome. But I think I think you it does so much when you have a personality, when you are very respectful, when yeah. you make the photo shoot fun, because I've gone on other photo shoots where it's, you know, it's very dead between me and the photographer. And I think that that's how you create the best images 100%. and the best content when there is a certain type of chemistry going on and it's yeah. relaxed and fun and not so uptight and it's like rigid or the, you know, the model doesn't know how to talk to the photographer or vice versa type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And everything you just said, it's like those experiences and those photo shoots are what make it worth doing, you know, beyond financial reasons or, you know, clout or whatever it could right. be that drives people right. to do shoots it's like at the end of the day those people who you genuinely enjoyed your time with and you enjoyed the work you created and all that stuff it's like that's what gives you that like very thankful feeling and just like oh man that was that was a special moment that was a special time like i'm so excited now to go edit these images and you know it's like if i go to a photo shoot and i just really don't like the model we get amazing work but like, I have to stare at her on the computer for however many hours and like that's so true think about just how miserable of a time it was like i don't like those images no matter how beautiful they turned out like sure it's like okay there is that that underlying factor it's like oh at least we got good images so thankful for that mm -hmm. but it's still just like you're reliving that experience to an extent stuff Seriously, but okay. Now I want to get down and dirty. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's do it. Okay, so obviously you have your own OnlyFans, and mm -hmm. you work with a. You also do nude photography. Mm -hmm. You also work with a lot of models that do OnlyFans as well. Yeah. Like I feel you've had a lot of experience, and I'm sure you've seen and you've seen a lot of different things. Yeah, I've seen everything under the sun at this point. But. <laughs> so is there something where you as a photographer you're like i just i can't do this like no uh, i mean nothing off the top of my head where i'm like no i'm not doing that i want nothing to do with it i've never really been put in situations where like i had to do something that i wasn't comfortable with or okay with um Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's something. Maybe I just completely just put it out of my yeah. <laughs> my mind and forgot about it. But for the most part, no. It's like, yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm down for anything. <laughs> yeah, whatever you need, I got you. you know, if the rates are right. <laughs> Have you ever shot good. a girl's like porn? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No yeah. way. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I. I had no First idea. First time. Have you done it multiple times? A couple times, yeah. No I way. Mean, when you work with adult content creators, like, yeah. there's plenty of times where especially there's multiple girls where it's like, oh, we have someone that can shoot something. Like, hey, or like people just want to, you know, they want to hire someone to shoot that type of content for them because it's easier. And it's not something that I go and advertise or like try to push and like make happen. I probably should. I'd probably make more money. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I remember going to a photo shoot and I like I knew they were going to create content amongst themselves, but the plan was that I was going to come in, do the photo shoot and leave and then they were going to do their own thing when I was gone. And I show up and like they're doing their makeup and getting ready and stuff, and then I'm just sitting in the living room while they're in the back room, you know, doing their thing. And then uh all of a sudden I'm like, "Well, maybe we can get Kevin to film it. This would probably be easier." And I was just like, I didn't know what they were talking about. Like, I figured maybe they were talking about like make a video that was, you know, a boudoir video or something like that. Right. And next thing you know, they're asking me to film a, a girl, girl, girl scene. Oh, shit. And, uh, and it was just hilarious. Cause like, right, like, you know, I'm a dude. I've, I'm like, sure. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> like, fuck it. And interesting experience. And I think that's one thing I, uh, that why and what I do is the fact that I have so many, experiences that not a lot of people are going to have in their life and it's just a very unique that very life true. that i'm living and uh so it was fun to, to film that it wasn't i was gonna say i'm sure people are like oh my god like yeah, what people, was the experience like like was it hard to control yourself or no, not at all i could not have been more numb to the sexual aspect of the scenario i was not aroused by anything i was just more in the zone like okay let me make sure i'm framing up 
things properly. Like, Your photographer brain comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Composition, lighting. I, I was thinking, like, if I was watching this type of content, like, what would I want to see? What kind of transitions would I want to see, like, going through it? So I kind of just worked my way through that. And, like, given the fact that they have experience with that type of stuff, like, I was this total amateur coming in to do a job I wasn't prepared for or even thought I would ever do. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm doing it and it's just like, let's do this to the, my, the best of my ability. And I think I did a good job. I mean, you know, they said it turned well and it turned out well and it sold well. So hey, yeah. I'll take all the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get a composite comp? Well, I cannot talk compensation for doing that. Yeah, they they were already uh, paying me for the photo oh, shoot. Okay. So then oh, they okay. added on, you know. Oh, I, hell yeah. I don't remember how. Make your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I showed up and I got to film. I got to see something like that and film something like that and get paid extra for it. I was like, cool. This is this is sweet. <laughs> I'll come out and film whenever you guys need me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. How interesting. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like so many people don't actually know what goes on behind people that do even amateur porn or even like you know high resolution high production porn like it's not just in the act you're going from a to z there's so many stops there's so many like wait we need to capture this shot yeah yeah luckily that but i will have to say sorry to cut you off but i will have to say it is different when it is amateur yeah, you like how have... how was your experience? Did you have a lot of cuts, or was it? No, so that one there was it was just very free flowing. Like they just did their thing. It was in a big mm. open space, so I just flowed around. And I can't remember if I had a stabilizer with the iPhone because you know that was they wanted they all wanted like different angles and content like for themselves like on their phones and stuff. So I filmed. We had a like phone set up on tripods, and I had my actual camera. Where I was going around and like filming with the camera, and then I ended up uh, taking maybe there was a couple a couple times that we cut, and because I remember at one point I went to another phone and set up my camera on a tripod and then filmed with the phone and whatnot, and because uh, my my camera the lens and stuff I wasn't able to get where I needed to for certain shots, <laughs> and I, the phone was just easier. So, uh, yeah, and then they had, like, this HD high-quality version, and then they had, like, the cell phone version, which looks more amateur and feels amateur. So some people prefer that over professionally shot. So they had, like, they're able to sell to both audiences because of it. That's wild. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it what was. an experience, though. Like, how cool. You get to go down in life knowing, like, I did something that most people will only imagine to do or like yeah. be a part of or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, they have no idea what that experience is like. And it was, it was fun. Like everyone was super cool and you know, they were they were stoked that they didn't have to worry about filming themselves and I made their lives easier and everybody Adding money so was much happy. Value. Bring so much value. That is what it's about. Bring value to people and you're you're good. The money will come. Oh my gosh. So being in the realm of OnlyFans and shooting with so many models, like why haven't you started your own agency? I feel like you would have gotten so many tips and tricks just talking to so many different yeah. models and also they're all at probably different calibers of the platform itself. I've I've thought about it many times. And I've almost started one a couple times. I had models I was going to work with uh, in doing so. Um, so that way it was kind of like you're, it's not just male ran, like it is both a man and a woman or men and women doing it. And it's people in the industry who are doing it and coming from like an angle of, you know, knowing the platform, the way the creators know the platform and not, you know, somebody that had money that wanted to throw money at you know making an agency who has no idea what the hell they're doing and like hiring people who don't know what they're doing and all that type of stuff but uh the stigma around agencies and stuff just became so crazy because just so many shady terrible people got into the industry and created these agencies where they're just trying to rob these girls blind and uh it's just one of those things i just didn't care to be like oh kevin made an agency like just knowing the stigma of all these other agencies and I don't know. It became something that I thought would be cool. And then once all these agencies blew up during COVID and stuff, I I really just want nothing to do with it. It is crazy how during COVID and after COVID, like towards the ending of COVID, how many like OF agencies did pop up. I mean, they were 
left and right. right and the fact that they're still going strong and yeah i mean i don't are, know about how strong well, they're going but <laughs> they're still they're still up and going and people are still falling for it because i mean i personally i've been a part of two and you have to live and you learn that's the way I'm, i put it but it's just crazy that just their tactics when it comes to even sales and marketing like it, it's horrible and it's kind of to me, I have realized that it's a bunch of men that understand that. Because at the end of the day, like, sex has been around forever and it's a billion dollar industry and there is so much money to be made. And so a lot of men get into this thinking just dollar signs. Oh, and that's they all do. They see. Yeah. They don't, like, what I've realized is that so many of them just see dollar signs and want to just force the issue on certain things and they don't dive into the tactics and like why do these things work like they don't break it down any like they don't get into the nitty-gritty details of you know why people want certain content and what content works and what doesn't and they just look at everything as blanket statements and also what type of content sells for different girl like different girls have different audiences and sell different content like something that worked for one girl isn't going to work for another girl necessarily and these agencies they just get have this basically kind of template of how they do things and they apply it to every single model and it's like that's that's not going going to work like Let's let us let us make this. Let's dig deeper. Customize. And, yeah, it's let's almost, customize it's almost, the plans and strategies for each person, and they don't they don't do that. It's kind of like meal plan. <laughs> That's the way I put it. Exactly. Like, you're not going to meal prep. Me and you aren't going to eat the same <laughs> amount of protein and carbs and you know right? no, yeah. fat for like a specific goal. Like if we both want to lose weight or like want to gain weight, like we're just it's going to be different. We want to maintain weight. Like it's going to be completely different for the both of us. And yeah, it's the same. Literally the same exact thing. What's the craziest story of like a for being in the photography industry? Like I feel like it's kind of a kink. Like <laughs> have you ever have you ever had someone like hire you on and start trying to do you oh, know? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, you have to tell. What's crazy is people think that like because of what I do in the model world that that's where like all the crazy stuff's gonna happen. But when I've shot weddings that had crazy shit happen. And like, no just way. girls like hitting, like girls trying to hit on me and be like overly flirty and kind of like saying inappropriate things and just weird stuff like that. But I think the one though that does stand out the most was um, this girl who I shot, and she was super cool, very very sweet, mm-hmm. and uh, and we created some dope stuff. And then when it was done, like when we were walking back to the car she started asking me all of these uh, all these questions and like really really like sexualizing me like complimenting my body and my eyes and like all that stuff and like you know I'm like sure I'll eat I'll eat that shit up all day I'll take compliments all day like sure of course my will. ego let's go of course uh, but then it was uh, like her telling me things that she wanted to do and she like pushed me up against the wall and starts kissing me <gasps> wait and, no way yeah it was so no wild. way uh, aggressive yeah she got aggressive she starts kissing me and I like was this we the first just, time meeting her too yeah first time I ever met her oh my gosh uh, it was like you know weird situation it was just a weird situation and i was like well this is crazy but like also this is kind of cool at the same time but like (laughs) you know it's very like just a lot of weird like so many thoughts going through (laughs) my head during that and then um yeah i'm like trying to figure out like what to do how i'm supposed to handle this situation and then it like she figured it out for me because she started telling me that she wanted to peg me and she wanted to pee on me and wait what yeah i was like i am good and then she told me because i didn't want it and she made it made her want to do it even more and i was like that's (laughs) rapey and uh i literally was just like okay like uh you know i'll send like then i got like professional again and i was like yeah so anyway like all this is how i'm gonna send you the photos whatever like hope you get back safely like i gotta go like i have to you know babysitting my roommate's dog or cats or something i gotta go feed the animals i gotta go home and uh and i got out of there and uh yeah i never talked to her i mean i gave her her images and stuff and i fulfilled my end of the job but yeah i never talked to her ever again it was just like a it was just a weird vibe she literally went from zero to like two (laughs) thousand it was it was crazy and there was like a heavy accent and like this kind of like little barriers with like definitely some yeah she's foreign and there was communication barriers and like Oh my god! You know, I, I yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was weird. It was crazy. It was a super wild experience. I remember driving home. I was like an hour away from my what house, and I was like, "Damn, I I am 
living in that crazy world. Like my lifestyle is is wild. I've never and like to this day, like that was the only time it ever happened. You know, I never had anyone just throw themselves at me like that and also say the things that they said. <laughs> that is seriously wild to yeah. all of a sudden her going to pegging and peeing on you. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I was like Where's the consent? Where's and, the let's like, talk about it? <laughs> it wasn't a like do you enjoy this type of thing. It was like would you be open to it? It was like this is what I'm going to do to you. And I was like no, you're not. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Say like, bye. Nice knowing you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Has your line of work affected your dating life? Oh yeah, 100. percent Yeah. How so? So it takes like it takes a certain person to be okay with what I do, and that was always a struggle where I would meet girls who weren't in the industry, and they'd be very judgmental of what I did, or like. Maybe they thought it was cool when they first met me, but then like once it became the relationship became more than just friendship, then it was like uh, now the insecurity started coming out and like trust issues and things like that. Where it's like for me as a person, like I would never do any. I never, I've never cheated on anybody. I would never cheat on anybody. So it's like I always feel like someone should have the utmost confidence in me, but it's you know tough given the the scenario and like what I do. So would you ever date a girl that has an OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I were to to cut something like that out of like the possibility because it's like I have a different outlook on people and what they do and you know, it's like at the end of the day it's just it's work and it's fun work and people have there's this stigma there, but at the end of the day it's like who wouldn't want to get paid for that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for aspiring photographers? Uh, my advice is don't don't worry about the equipment you have. Don't worry about the environment you have around you. Just go do it. Go shoot. Like go do photography, and don't make up excuses. It's so easy to just stay inside and not actually go do the act. But until you start doing stuff, like. Don't tell me you don't have this landscape, you don't have this beach, you don't have this mountain, like you don't have the models, like find things, take pictures of your dog, take pictures of toys, like take pictures of whatever it is. It's all about learning the craft and practicing things and learning lighting and composition. And there's so many ways to do that. Or it's like you just gotta take your camera and go out and take photos. Like keep your camera on you. Like have a little camera that you can just walk around with in your daily life and look at things in compositions and try to take photographs and just continuously exercise that part of you. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we'll see you again. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Good job, Kevin. Thanks, Sydney. This is great.